What an absolute shit show! Welcome to the This Is Believe One podcast. The Cleveland Cavaliers are an absolute embarrassment. Not only to themselves, not only to the NBA, but the entire state of basketball. That is why you had to endure the extra special long circus nightmare intro. Because that is the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. John Beeline didn't even last an entire season. He barely made it half a season. He did not make it out of the All-Star break. He has the shortest tenure of any Cavaliers head coach who was not a replacement or interim coach. What a joke. 54 games. 54 games, 14 wins, 40 losses. That is what John Beeline did while in Cleveland. Now, not everything is John Beeline's fault. The roster's flawed. Seems like maybe they should have gone all in on this youth concept that they were, I guess, attempting to sell to us. But they decided, nope, we're going to try and contend, question mark. Yeah, I said the word question mark out loud because their plan this season is so confusing that the word question mark has to be used. I don't get it. I don't understand. They're a team that's not very good. They weren't good before the season. They weren't good during the season. They certainly aren't good now. Acquiring Andre Drummond was a win-now move for a team whose ceiling is... Um, top 10 lottery pick? Not really that good. They're not a good team. Now, the interesting part of this entire situation is that it's being reported that the hire of J.B. Bickerstaff was part of a succession plan. So they already knew at some point they'd be moving on from John Beeline. I don't think anyone expected it to be this early, but they already had their next guy in place in their minds with Bickerstaff. They already had their process there of who the next guy in line is going to be. Not that they would expect it to be a one-year or two-year thing. You wouldn't sign a coach to that long of a contract if that's all you're going to get. But the replacement for Beeline was already in the building. He was already on the staff. And perhaps that could have led to some of the dysfunction we saw on the court and off the court with players. Because why is a player going to listen to someone like John Beeline if the reality is he's probably not going to be here long term? Where the player's thinking, I'm going to outlast you. I'm not going to listen to a fucking thing you have to say. I just got to last here. I just got to stay and be here longer than you. Which, by Cavalier standards, isn't very long. Bickerstaff is going to be the fourth head coach in the past year and a half for the Cavs. I saw an interesting figure. And the Cavs and the Browns, if you were to combine the amount of money they're paying former head coaches, it is more than the Cleveland Indians payroll for the upcoming season.
It's embarrassing. Not only for the Cavs, but for the Browns. The inability to retain coaches and find good coaches is mind-boggling. The fact that they've been so unsuccessful at finding good coaches. It's almost impossible to be this bad. You would think just accidentally they would fall ass backwards into a good head coach. Now, I know a lot of people were criticizing the Cavs for firing Tyron Lue um, a year ago. You know, this criticism coming recently. But the reality is Tyron Lue wasn't a good head coach. LeBron James carried that team. LeBron James made everything work. Tyron Lue was just a figurehead. So I understand why they moved on from him. Things just weren't working with him. Then Larry Drew stepped in. He didn't even want the job. They basically had to be like, here you go. Take it. And he, at first he went, nah, I'm good. He essentially had to be, like, strong-armed into taking the job, so it wasn't some strange, you know, even more strange <laughs> dynamic in the locker room, but that's where we are. And now we hire John Beeline. I really wanted Beeline to work. I really did. I respected the job he did while he was at the University of Michigan, but it just it doesn't seem to work. It seems like he had trouble adapting to how to handle professional basketball players. There's a certain dynamic that exists in college basketball that doesn't exist in the NBA, and that's mostly a college coach can basically say, do what I say, and kind of have like that overarching power. You can't do that in the NBA. There's pushback. If players don't like what you're doing, they'll let it be known. Or they'll just disappear. Or they'll throw temper tantrums on the court and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. You do that in college basketball, you're kicked off the team and your professional career is donezo. I do think that that change in what he's able to do as a coach, as a figurehead, as the person in charge of the team led to some of the dysfunction, some of the, I guess, lackluster performances on the court. I do believe that if they were to, would have traded Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, any of their other veterans they have in their roster, maybe Delhi, maybe someone's interested in Delhi, I don't know. Uh, Delhi's value is questionable at this point. I love Delhi though. <clears throat> that perhaps what he was trying to install could work because he was there to help the younger guys, Colin Sexton, Kevin Porter Jr., Darius Garland, Chetty Osman to an extent, grow and develop and put together some sort of foundation for a program, for something. But it just, it didn't happen. I mean, there, there's no foundation, there's no program, there's no, no, nobody's buying in to what Beeline was selling, and a lot of that has to do with veteran players on the roster. You're not suddenly going to get someone who's been in the league for like a decade to change what they're doing. They're set in their ways, they have their habits, they have their rituals, they have everything that they do. 
You're not going to get tenure guys, or at least veterans, to change their habits. They know what works for them. They know what to do for themselves, for their own body, and how to contribute to a professional team. Younger guys, on the other hand, don't necessarily know that yet. They don't understand what works and what doesn't. They don't understand how to adapt to the NBA. Bringing in somebody like Beeline was supposed to be that guiding hand to bring him in. Kind of help him adjust. But if Beeline's out here acting like it's a college program, it's not going to work. There had to be some give and take on both sides on this, and it appears that there nobody was willing to cooperate with each other. And it's it's really a shame because this team is they're not good. Um, I don't know what their ceiling is moving forward. Uh, also not good. They I wrote about this in in one of my articles recently, and it's that the two. There's like two halves of the roster. There's a, there's a group of young guys and there's a group of veterans. And the timelines for those guys don't necessarily mesh. Because a lot of those veteran guys, they're at that point in their career where it's about to take that downturn. Except for Andre Drummond, he's still 26 years old. But, you know, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, they're at like that part where that plateau hits. And maybe you get that first little dip, then another plateau, before you go off the cliff. That's, that's where those guys are at. Ideally, you bring in young guys with also other young guys. So someone like an Andre Drummond. So that move, coupling those guys together, perfect. Good move, makes sense. But the problem is you got to also move on from the other guys in that scenario. And they didn't do that. And so the Cavaliers are stuck in a very repetitive cycle, replacing coach after coach after coach. I'm going to close this with one final thing. And that's this. Every Cleveland Cavaliers fan right now should be thanking the basketball gods that the Cavs fell into LeBron James in 2003 and they actually came back after leaving to join the Miami Heat. Because without him, there is no success here. There's just not a, a sustainable roster. There's not sustainable anything. It's it, it, it was LeBron James in the mid-2000s. It was LeBron James in the mid-teens, or whatever the hell you want to call that past decade we just lived in. LeBron James is the person that made this shit work. That is very apparent now that he's gone. And the team has basically turned over the rest of the roster, minus Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, and Matthew Dellavedova. This team's just stuck. Their future is bleak. And who knows how long J.B. Bickerstaff will actually be running the Cavs. Maybe he'll last longer than John Beeline. Maybe we'll have another coaching change before next year. (laughs) 